Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Sometimes you just have to agree to disagree. This is The Roy Green Show. I think Toronto taxpayers will be happy to trade a bunch of politicians at City Hall for millions of dollars that can be reinvested in the city's pressing priorities. This affects the way people are represented, the very structure of the government closest to the people, and the notion that we will make significant change to that structure without absolutely any public consultation, with no public consultation or discussion with the people, isn't right and it isn't necessary. So there's the, uh, the current leader of the Conservative Party, or Progressive Conservative Party of Ontario, and Premier of Ontario, Doug Ford, speaking to the Mayor of Toronto, John Tory, who is a former leader of the Progressive Conservative Party of Ontario, and uh, they are not on the same page. They're not even in the same book, as the Premier has made his announcement about changing the the uh, numbers of council in uh, in Toronto from 45 to 27. Catherine Swift was with us earlier on the program today on, on that issue and uh, another one where she got everybody excited on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Love to get everybody excited. And, and I, had to, I had to put on the boxing gloves and get in there and and support her. And thank goodness you did. <laughs> you, you didn't ask me to. I just sat there. I did the not, but I, I, I had faith, Roy. I got to jump in here. <laughs> and uh, not, not that you needed me. And Michelle Simpson is a former liberal member of parliament, as you know, former seatmate to Justin. What's that noise? Justin. Oh, sorry, my other phone just went off. Oh, sorry, I just killed it. Right, it's either your dog, your granddaughter, no, or your other phone. <laughs> weird. <laughs> and Michelle Simpson, former liberal member of parliament, former seatmate to the... Uh, Prime Minister of Canada, who's in some significant, um, well, at least lukewarm water, getting hot water with his own party. And we spoke with uh, former Liberal MP Dan McTague about that last hour. And Linda Leatherdale, Vice President of Cambria, Canada, former money editor of the Toronto Sun. And here we go, beauties, beauties and the beast. Let's start with that whole issue of uh, the Premier of Ontario saying suddenly, this is it. We're making changes to the to the to the uh, lineup of the uh, Toronto Council. There are going to be significantly fewer players, and this is uh, why I'm doing it, because you can't come to a conclusion reasonably rapidly on issues that matter, like housing. So this is going to happen, and Mr. Tory's not happy, and half the council's not happy. The other ones appear to be deliriously satisfied. So, Miss um, Leatherdale. Why don't you kick us off? How do you feel about this? Well, you know, um, I've been listening to your show, Roy, and I think a lot of people went, whoa, timing, you know, boom, and we're right coming up, as you know, to an election. But having said that, let's go back. When John Tory, well, you know, seeking for pre- Premier of Ontario, I mean, I recall that there, there was talk that there are too many councillors. And I do remember amalgamation, and I remember that whole thing. And But... Come on, I've always been for less government, certainly not more government. So I listened to Joe Warmington, my colleague from The Sun. Uh, I agree. I believe that this is a good move. Yes, the timing 
sucks, if I can use that word, and I'm sure there's a lot of disillusioned people. But in the end of the day, and Catherine said it so well, the city of Toronto, we're highly taxed. Developers are new development charges, this and on and on and on. It goes to the little taxpayer. Mm -hmm. And CMHC is now warning that maybe Toronto isn't for a housing correction. If that happens, I don't think it's going to bode well. So a smaller government, a more efficient government, and I will have to add that that was Rob Ford's dream. So some are saying Doug's just doing Rob's dream. Okay. But I think for taxpayers, for the hardworking taxpayers, this is a good move. Michelle Simpson, uh, you know, we have other mayors in other cities, in the city of Hamilton, just down the road from Toronto, Fred Eisenberger, not uh, supportive of Doug Ford's approach, and Nahid Nenshi, who's the uh, mayor, of course, of uh, Calgary, calling Doug Ford a ten-pot dictator, which, interestingly enough, a few people have called Mr. Nenshi. But, not that I would do that, not a chance. Michelle, where do... What do you think? Where do you stand? What's your opinion? What's your view? Speak your mind. Well, not that you're. I'm about process, <laughs> and I think the process, to use Linda's expression, sucked. And I think there's an element of political retribution by the premier uh, towards um, political foes. I, I can't shake that feeling. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's not the right thing to do, but I'm thinking his timing is horrible, horrible, because there are real people that decided to put their name on the ballot, and he just, I think he's going to run Ontario like a king, and he'll change up things because he's already talked about marijuana dispensaries, and there's a part of him that really wants to get even with um, John Tory. So, so go, you, Michelle. Okay, Sorry. so Catherine, Catherine, can I just yeah. say this just just by way of introduction for you? Yeah. Uh, listening to Michelle and listening to Linda, and the point has been brought up time and again, and correctly, it has to be mentioned that there are people who've staked their futures, or at least their immediate futures, on running in uh, in the in the municipal election and Mr. Ford has made that impossible for them at least made it more difficult for for those who now have to choose a different place but while you're concerned about those folks there's also the people who are re- represented by council like millions of people and I'm more interested in how millions of people are being represented by a council than how a few people may be disadvantaged by a decision taken by the premier whether yeah, or not that it, makes sense, listen, I don't know. It, that makes sense to me. Yeah, it's not, it's not perfect, and I agree. Listen, and we said, we said this earlier today, Roy, when I was you know, on your show earlier, but you know, the process, yeah, it leaves a lot to be desired. That being said, uh, given government, you know, and it, <coughs> excuse me, I'm having a little cough here, obviously, this is choking me up. <coughs> the realities of government is you have a certain schedule, and sometimes you just have to act. Catherine, let's do this. Uh, it's impossible to talk when you feel that way. I know that. I know that only too well, having been there more than one time. In my, let's turn her off for a second, please. So we're going to take a break, and we'll come back and let Catherine get her get her throat cleared up. You try so hard to talk when everything dries up, and it just gets worse. Catherine Swift, Linda Leatherdale, Michelle Simpson, they're the beauties. I'm the other part of that equation, and we'll come back and talk more about what's happening in the province 
of uh, Ontario and the City of Toronto, with the uh, City Council being significantly slashed as far as the numbers of councillors are concerned. Then we'll uh, hear what they have to say about the unrest in the Liberal Party toward their leader, Justin Trudeau, and of course Michelle Simpson was the seatmate to Mr. Trudeau for a couple of years at least. And then the private opinions, the personal views of the beauties on marijuana being legal in this country in 81 days. We'll come right back. He's always up for a good debate. This is the Roy Green Show. All right, we're back with uh, Catherine Swift at, what is it? Swifty, S-W-I-F-T-I-E. Oh, wow. I just wanted to see. Sorry about the voice. uh, No, I just want to see if you're okay there. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, Linda Levedale at Linda Levedale and Michelle Simpson at Michelle Simpson. Couldn't be easier. They did that just for me. Um, so, Catherine, on the issue, let's go back to the issue of the of the council and what you were about to say. Yeah, about yeah, what's sorry, happening. yeah. I, well, one thing I wanted to mention that I hadn't heard, and I've been listening to your show completely this afternoon, Royce. One thing that's been omitted here is that Ford has also proposed this so-called strong mayor model. And this is something Tory has been calling for for a very long time. And what it means is, you know, right now the mayor has exactly the same powers as the rest of the councillors, which causes all kinds of problems. Whereas the strong, again, the so-called strong mayor model gives the mayor actually a lot more influence and a lot more clout. So, again, I think you just have to factor in, you know, it isn't just as simple as cutting council in half, which is, you know, is what it is. I suppose, but there, there's other elements to it as well, and, and that particular one was one that Tory was extremely supportive of, so maybe there's a little more, you know, a little more than meets the eye. Yeah, and uh, that, that strong mayor concept, that's what they certainly have in the United States, exactly. where, they, yeah, where the mayor the is the boss yeah. of the city. The mayor but is in the, our case, the premier is the boss of the city. That's because people <laughs> voted him in. Yeah, but that's but also the, the way the, the law works, too much as I'm sure you well know, is that, you know, the, the provinces set the, you know, set the status of the municipalities. Mm-hmm. So it would change up a lot of that. Yeah, Michelle, I want to ask you about the situation as you, as you see it or perceive it within the Liberal Party. But before, before we do that, you just, you, just talked, you just said, I think, that's because people want to change uh, when Mr. Ford was elected. So if that's the case, and I agree with you that it is, but people want change, and they want significant change. This whole idea, this populist movement, this nationalist movement that is decried by the left, has been growing for some significant period of time. This isn't something that's just arrived in the last couple of years. It's not going to go away in the next couple of years either. Do you see, as somebody who ran in federal election in this country, do you see the whole, the fundamental structure, the whole fundamental philosophical approach of government in Canada changing very much in the next two, three, four years. I can see it, but I also see, be careful what you wish for. In terms of, there are consequences, whether they're intended or unintended. And I think we're in for a bit of a shake-up, but it isn't always going to be good. Okay, so now you have... Justin Trudeau is the leader of the Liberal Party of Canada. Yeah. Let's set aside for a moment, if we can, that he's the Prime Minister. 
He's the leader of the Liberal Party of Canada. He has responsibilities to the members of the party. He has responsibilities to keep the party powerful, keep the party strong, keep it viable. There are significant numbers, we understand, people in the Liberal Party, including sitting and former members of Parliament, who are very disappointed with Mr. Trudeau, and they want to be heard, and they want changes. Um, What do you see going on? What can you share with us about what you might have heard? Is Justin Trudeau uh, going to be held to reckoning by the Liberal Party, or can you not do that to a leader, leader of the party? Oh, no, you can do that. And um, as I said to you on, you know, on a few on a earlier show, there's a lot of sizzle and not so much stake mm-hmm. with um, the leader of the party. Forgetting the fact that he's the PM, right. he he just he really really is into himself. Mm-hmm. That seems to be the, 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 the big concern in that book that was is in its third um, uh, publishing, uh, Selfie avec Justin Trudeau, that it's all about him and yeah. his internal gang, and they couldn't care less about foreign affairs. They, they're all into, they're really into themselves. And I suppose, I mean, you can, how can you win if you can't persuade the people on your team that you're there? legitimate leader, not somebody who just sold enough memberships or was seen as a convenient choice for a leader because your name recognition would get you elected prime minister. Four years down the line, you now have people, or two and a half years down the line, looking at four years when the vote is held, you have people saying, is this guy really uh, going to be successful as a leader, or is he going to lead us right back to where we were with 32 MPs in the caucus? Well, he could, because he's more about photo ops about substance. Mm-hmm. And it's all about substance, Linda. People want substance from uh, from <laughs> their elected managers. I don't know how many qualify as leaders, but they they really are should be hired as our pragmatic elected managers of our affairs. Are you uh, what do you, what do you make of what's going on inside the Liberal Party? Well, you know, I think there is dissension and uh, I've listened to your show today. I think Dad McCaig makes some really good points, a former Liberal MP. Um, you know, and, and maybe I'm going to eat my words too, Roy, because, you know, we talked about the groping incident. But here he is saying we have to, you know, with a whole new set of rules, but when it comes to him, he deflects it. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's other issues too. But I still think the biggest one facing us here is our free trade and the United States. And I think he's losing a lot of respect. Um, and I really, truly believe photo ops are not going to save him. This is a huge economic, huge issue for us. We need leadership. And if he's got dissension in the ranks, and then I heard something else you said, Roy, was that, you know, he's, he's doing, shutting up the people that criticize him. Well, that's happened in every political party. GST, Kilgore Kindy got fired, and Axe Attacks, and uh, John Nutziata got fired. So I'm, I'm sick of it. I'd love to see direct democracy, and mm-hmm. I hope whoever the next leader of this country is will give us that, where we have a referendum, we the people can speak. Catherine, Linda mentions NAFTA, and I keep hearing this week, and you're the economist. Mm-hmm. So you, uh, you have, or, or I'm sure, a great take on this. The, what I keep hearing is that Donald Trump has decided he really doesn't need Justin Trudeau. He's ticked off about what happened after the G7, and eventually he'll get his pound of flesh. What he's now focusing on 
more than less, is a deal with Mexico because he keeps, seems to be getting along fine with the socialist president of Mexico. Yeah, strange. Yeah, yeah, go, go figure, right? And, and also, the, the stuff that went on with the EU, the, the European Union in the last week or so, That's right. is very, yeah. very interesting, too, because he's... He's made some actual, and I, I'm not a Trump fan, so, but he's made some headway. And one thing he's done, which personally I think is actually productive, is he's really end-run China. Because China, to me, is a big threat to the, 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 you know, the world democracy kind of uh, situation. And, and um, so, yeah, there's a lot of factors here on the trade side that um, are, are very intriguing. And I, I, don't, uh, I, I personally don't think that Trudeau and his team have done the right thing by Canada. I, I just so what, don't see so, it as constructive. So what ha- what's the downside? What's the really immediate and, and noticeable, I was going to say feelable downside, but that's not a word, noticeable downside to, just to, to, to Donald Trump saying, fine, I'll create a... Uh, I'll create a, a, a separate agreement, separate, a bi, what's the word I'm looking for, bilateral? Is that the word? Yeah, bilateral. Bilateral yeah. agreement yeah. With, with Mexico and the United States and forget about Canada, oh, which, yeah. he, can, which he can't do. He can't do, but... Third of, third of our economy. I mean, in some provinces, Ontario, 50% of the Ontario economy trade with the U.S. That, that is massive job loss, massive economic uh, Armageddon. And, um, I mean, I sure hope that doesn't happen. And also, would, don't think it wouldn't hurt the states, of course. It, it would, would hurt the states. Tons Big. Of, tons of businesses in the U.S., but the proportional damage is to Canada, not the U.S. Yeah. Michelle? I agree. And um, I, what, I what, a cra- what a crazy that, situation. I don't know that Trudeau understands that. Yeah. Well, the book accuses him of not knowing what's going on internationally. Well... You know, I tend to agree with that. I'm so glad he has Christian Freeland there, but she can only only do so much. What a wild situation where you have Canada and the United States at loggerheads, but you have the United States and North Korea cooperating. (laughs) And now today you've got a member, a leader of the Taliban saying that they've had some good preliminary discussions with the United States as far as some sort of peace agreement in Afghanistan is concerned. You got the Taliban supporting, uh, talking to the United States, North Korea, and uh, there's the the bromance with Putin. Well, and the, the whole yeah, world is the whole world is. A whole other it's just a bad <laughs> movie. It's just a bad movie. It's, yeah. it's a bad movie. Yeah, yeah but it's, we. It's it's really hard. So there's times I wake up and I read the news and I think I'm, I must be imagining this because it makes no sense at all in the in, We're in, in the, the parallel universe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so we'll uh, we'll have to wait until next. We never got around to the marijuana story, but that'll stick around. Well, we all need to smoke one after after all the news. Uh, yes. <laughs> how would you know? <laughs> I don't, right? I don't. Well, all I how would you know? <laughs> the only successful thing you know they smoke done, that so stuff in Iowa. Your pipe and smoke it. <laughs> and and Linda of course knows Willie Nelson very well, so <laughs> Willie Nelson is bringing his friend to Canada to sell it here. (laughs) Okay, kids, got to turn out the lights. The party's over. (laughs) Okay, Okay. talk to you next week. Okay. Bye-bye.